This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. I'm Terry Struck, host of Beauty Now, a weekly show on lashes, lasers, lifts, and guess what? Today, we haven't done a show yet on the lips. We have lip expert, Dr. Andrew Giacono. Unfortunately, there's been a long history of trying to insert lip implants into the lips, and those are things that are made of plastic. And over time, they tend to push through the lips, and you can see the implant in the lips. Now they've come out with other lip implants that are basically like a, almost like a breast augmentation shell, and you put it in the lips, and then you can blow it up with saline. Unfortunately, these kinds of hard structures, no matter how you try to make them and engineer them, over time, the lips will and the body tissues will contract around them, causing lots of irregularities and causing difficulty with normal function and motion. I'm always leery about these kinds of implants because it just doesn't work in a mobile area. And I don't do breast augmentation, I specialize in facial surgery. But what happened was, was that there were some patients who had silicone leakage or ruptures from their breast implants. And then what happened was, is it was assumed that that caused all these bad diseases a problem. They did a lot of study and research and they found that that really wasn't the case. And with, that's different than having just a little bit of silicone put in your lips because it doesn't go anywhere. It stays where you put it. It's different when you have, you know, a liter of silicone in a breast implant and it ruptures inside your body. There's so many great treatments that are available now because there's been an explosion in laser therapy. Obviously, you can always do something extremely quick and easy, which are those fillers. Um, fillers are fabulous to fill in those little lines around the lips, so you don't necessarily need to go to a more aggressive laser treatment. Um, you can do something like when you're getting your, your folds done or your lips done, ask the doctor to put a little bit of the filler into those lines. It doesn't take very much because those lines tend to be very fine or very hairline-like. But, uh, but in terms of lasers, there's been a revolution, and quite honestly, the lasers that are available to us today are so much safer and have such minimal downtime compared to what's been used in the past. Welcome, Dr. Giacono. Thanks for having me. Now, you're based in Manhattan, and you're a facial plastic surgeon, correct? Yes. Great. Mm -hmm. Let's get started. Um, I heard that you're doing something called the French lips. What's that? Yeah, well, French lips is uh, a new concept of how we do injectable lip augmentation. Um, and, And I know that everybody's heard of collagen injections in the lips. And over the years, everybody has this vision of lip augmentation that's very unnatural, stuffed, um, almost like lips that look like a sausage stuffed with meat. The, right, that's uh, the worst look ever. Yeah, it's like the trout pout. It's like uh, you know Goldie Hawn in the first Wives Club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's when everybody goes, oh, my God, who did she go to? We don't want to go to that person. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because it permeates everybody from Park Avenue all the way to Beverly Hills. And we see celebrities all the time with these very unnatural, overly stuffed lips that it doesn't look good and it looks quite irregular. And that's because of antiquated techniques. And they get end up on the cover of the Inquirer, who's had plastic surgery, and you know they have. Yeah, or Us Weekly or Life and Style Weekly or whatever, you know, whatever, you know, weekly magazine that covers the celebrities' appearances. But but the reality is is that there's a way to be able to avoid those issues by by looking at the lips differently, and that's what French lips is all about. 
It's really about an injection technique which customizes what you're trying to accomplish as opposed to just stuffing the lips full of something. So, you know, what I, what I basically did was is I looked at the lips and I and this all kind of came out of the way that I do lip injections. And I broke them down into 15 different anatomic segments or zones that I inject individually with different types of fillers, which creates a lip that's natural, more volumized, and more pouty, but without looking irregular, just naturally sexy. What are your favorite fillers to do this procedure? Well, there's just so many. Uh, quite honestly, um, most of the fillers are pretty good with this. It's just a matter of how long you want it to last. Uh, when I have my druthers, I think about just in terms of bang for your buck, the best one out there is Juvederm. And the reason why that is is because it lasts long. It's not as expensive as some of the more long-term or permanent fillers. Um, and it's very smooth, not as bumpy. Uh, it's just a pleasure to work with. So for most of my patients, if they don't have a desire, specific desire, I tend to gravitate to Juvederm. So how long does Juvederm last? Uh, it's interesting because all the fillers are different, but there are a lot of fillers of that category. It's, they're called hyaluronic acid. It's basically sugar. Um, and there are different companies that make the same kind of sugar, but they formulate it differently. So on average, Juvederm, in my impression, lasts about six to seven months, whereas other fillers like Restylane, which is sort of the one that started the whole sugar injection, is more like three to four months. So if you get half a year, that would mean you'd have to come in twice a year to be able to maintain this kind of a look with your lips. So what is the type of filler that you could use that it could last longer for people, more bang for your buck, but yeah. or less bang for your buck, obviously, so that you would actually have to come in once a year? Is there anything that you could do for that, or is that not really feasible since you get lumpy? Yeah, well, yeah, that's the problem is that a lot of the other fillers that are available do tend to get a little bit more lumpy or lumpy because they're more durable or hard. So the lo- the ones that last the longest tend to be a little bit thicker and a little more granular. So there's a filler called Radius that tends to last about a year, but the drawback to using that is that you tend to see and feel more bumpy irregularities with the lip when you use that. Um, other than that, there are actually some permanent fillers like silicone injections, and people are very skittish about it, not doctors but patients, because they think a silicone is having, you know, it, 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 all the media and all the bad press that came out with say, uh, silicone breast augmentation, people are a little bit leery about getting silicone injected into their face. But for the lips, it's actually a wonderful treatment. But didn't, but didn't with the silicone, didn't that, like, drip and stuff like that? Didn't they have horrendous... Yeah, but that was the thing is that it's kind of interesting. What happened with breast augmentation, I don't do breast augmentation. I specialize in facial surgery. But what happened was was that there were some patients who had silicone leakage or ruptures from their breast implants. Um, And then what happened was is it was assumed that that caused all these bad diseases or problems. And what actually happened was was they did a lot of study and research, and they found that that really wasn't the case. And that's different than having just a little bit of silicone put in your lips because it doesn't go anywhere. It stays where you put it. It's different when you have, you know, a liter of silicone in a breast implant and it ruptures inside your body. So it's not really a similar equation, and there's definitely no problems with injecting small amounts of silicone into the lips. Quite honestly, it's probably, bang for your buck, the best thing you could do because it's permanent. So if done well... It's a treatment that you'll do once and enjoy it for the rest of your life. Is that FDA approved now? No, it's not. It's there are not. a lot. Yeah, but there are a lot of treatments that we use as plastic surgeons that are not FDA approved. Um, for example, before Botox got FDA approval, doctors were using it for decades for wrinkles. 
right. But, but it never had an FDA approval. Um, a lot of the fillers that we use in the lips don't have FDA approval for use in the lips. Like, for example, Juvederm. Juvederm only has a, uh, an FDA indication to be injected into the grooves called the nasolabial folds between the corner of the nose and the mouth. But that doesn't mean the doctors don't inject it into the lips every day. So it really has to do with a physician who, who looks at the history of plastic surgery and has been uh, using the product for many, many years and having good success with it. And silicone is something like that. And it's not that most people do it, but it is an option. And, and the other and thing is, and you want to go to somebody like you or somebody who's board certified, because I did hear of you know people getting their lips injected in nail salons, and that's a huge no-no. Yeah. So that's probably where some of the problems came from. Yeah, and not, not only that, but you know what tends to happen is that even if a doctor is board certified, there are a lot of plastic surgeons who will travel and go to beauty salons or department stores to inject these things. You, know, you have to kind of scratch your head and question um, why a surgeon would leave the productivity of his practice to go to these places. They probably don't have much of a practice. It doesn't make a lot of sense for a surgeon who is successful to go to a department store to try to get patients. I completely agree. I would totally yeah. warn our listeners not to go to places like that to get your lips done, and it would it's usually a disaster. Yeah. Even though there are qualified doctors doing that, and... I agree with you. It has something has to be wrong with their practice. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But what the what the wonderful thing is now is that there are things you can inject to dissolve away these fillers if you get a bad job. So say you go and you get Juvederm injecting your lips or Restylane and it doesn't turn out well, you can actually inject uh, an enzyme into that area and it'll eat it up so that it'll go away, which is wonderful because when we had collagen, you had to live with it until the collagen dissolved. With these fillers, we can actually take it away and start over again. And I do that regularly because there is a lot of finesse to doing lips and there are a lot of irregularities that are created by lots of doctors. Yeah, that, let's clarify that. You do that regularly when you're correcting work of other people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I, well, there's no doubt. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to do it with my own patients. But, <laughs> exactly. but the thing is that people call with an issue and they say, like, my lips augmented. It doesn't look right. It looks sausage-like. It looks you know, asymmetric. You can actually dissolve away the material that some other doctor put in there, and then you can start anew and create the result that you want. Well, you brought up a really, really good fact. In the, and when we were at the plastic surgery convention, the speaker said that lips were probably one of the most complained about procedures of women being unhappy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this show basically, you can get so much information about what you should and should not do for your lips. Tell us about lip implants. Yeah, and this is something you shouldn't do. Shouldn't do, yeah, right. And, and, and I'll be very clear about this. Um, unfortunately, there's been a long history of trying to insert lip implants into the lips, and those are things that are made of plastic. There was something called Gore-Tex that used to be placed into the lips, and routinely patients, you know, when it was initially put placed, they would be happy, but then when all the swelling went down, they would feel rod-like plasticky structures in their lips that made it feel weird when they spoke, kiss, or ate, and over time, they tend to push through the lips, and you could see the implant in the lips. Um, and people pretty much stopped using that. Now they've come out with other lip implants that are basically like a, almost like a, a breast augmentation shell, and you put it in the lips, and then you can blow it up with saline. Now, it's the same essential problem. Um, unfortunately, these kinds of hard structures, no matter how you try to make them and engineer them, over time, the lips will and the body tissues will contract around them, causing lots of irregularities and causing difficulty with normal function and motion. Um, I'm always leery about these kinds of implants because it just doesn't work in a mobile area. Your breasts don't move. You know, they don't they don't flex. They don't 
kiss, they don't do things. So with something like a breast augmentation, it's an acceptable treatment because it works, it's satisfactory, it doesn't move, it doesn't shift if, if placed properly. Because your lips are moving all the time, you put an implant in there, it's going to eventually work its way out and go into a position that feels unnatural. It's just the nature of the location. So what kind of implant? The best thing to do is to use your own body tissues, which are soft, supple, natural, and become incorporated into the area so that it feels and looks natural. So do you inject fat into the lips? Well, there's many different ways to do it. One thing you can do is inject fat. Uh, Unfortunately, fat injections are not as predictable. What I mean by that is, is that, you know, 30, 40% of the time when you inject somebody's lips with fat, it'll be reabsorbed. Um, and it goes away pretty fast, doesn't it? It's pretty disappointing. Yeah, it can be. I mean, there are patients, I tell them it's like flipping a coin. 50% of the time your fat will take, 50% of the time it won't. You have to be willing to roll the dice. And I can't control that. It has to do with the way the body incorporates tissue. There are more predictable or reliable fat implants that are called dermal fat grafts. And that's a lot of doctor language. But basically what it means is, is that you use a layer of the skin as well as the fat, and it's usually harvested from another part of the body, and it's threaded through the lips. When you do that, and you don't just liposuction fat and then sprayed in, it actually incorporates essentially 100%. So it's a much better way to do it um, because it's reliable. In the end, when they either one of them take, they give great results. It's just that you don't want to be, uh, in my mind, it makes more sense to do something that's going to give you a predictable and reliable outcome and not put you back in the same position where you started. Well, you are really a lip expert, and we need to take a break for a commercial to thank our sponsors like Echo Wine. And we will be right back with Dr. Andrew Giacono to find out more how you can get those Angelina Jolie lips like I want but I can't have. We'll be right back. Listen to Living Dialogues, thought leaders in transforming ourselves and our global community with Duncan Campbell, visionary conversationalist, bringing you the best in new paradigm thinking on personallifemedia.com. Hi, we're back with Beauty Now, and I'm interviewing Dr. Andrew Giacono on lips. How can you get those big, beautiful lips? Well, if you listen to the show, you're going to find out. Welcome back, Andrew. Hi, how are you? I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, I also wanted to talk about, um, and I've done a show on Artifil, but how do you feel Artifil does with the lips? Do you use Artifil in the lips? Yeah, um, I don't like, um, Artifil... I'm still a little bit hesitant about. And the reason why is that it's still relatively new in terms of its new formulation and what's being presented in the U.S. It is FDA approved. But the problem is that the FDA studies that were done with the filler were on a very small number of patients. Literally, I think it was less than 100 patients that they looked at its safety and efficacy. And when you're using a permanent filler, you really need to look at thousands and thousands and thousands of patients because even if you say, you know, 2% of patients have a reaction to it, 2% of a 1,000 is still 20 patients. 
And in a busy practice like mine, where I literally inject a thousand patients a year, I don't want 20 patients a year having a severe reaction to a material because with permanent fillers, once they're in, the only way to correct the problem is to cut it out. And Artifil is a permanent filler. Yeah, it's a a long, complicated name. It's called polymethylmethacrylate, and basically it's just a synthetic plastic that's that's suspended usually with some other biologic filler. Um, So they're kind of combined, but what you're left with are these little microspheres of this polymer. So the the thing is is that it, it can be an effective treatment. I know there are some doctors who are starting to use it regularly. The reality is is that I think that in order to be able to use it regularly in my practice, I want a little bit more of a track record. And when it was used in Europe, it was a different formulation and there were more problems. So the question is is whether this new formulation that we have is more effective than the one that was used previously in Europe. And if it is, then that's wonderful and and I will continue to start to use it. But for right now, I think that it's something we should look at with caution and wait a couple years to see how how the, the studies show that people are doing with it. So it actually is like a plastic, I thought. So it's not a sugar at all. No, it's usually combined. It depends upon the formulation. Many times it's combined with collagen. And what happens is is that, you know, you get injected with a material, which is plastic and collagen mixed. The body reabsorbs the collagen, but then your body incorporates the plastic. And as it incorporates the plastic, it adds more collagen around it. And then that creates the volume. The question is, is whether those little plastic spheres that you're injecting, is if patients have reactions to them. And the old formulation, there were a lot of what are called granulomas or reactions against the plastic. So, I've heard a lot about that with radius in the lips. I've heard you're not really supposed to do radius in the lips. Do you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I don't like to use it in my practice. Um, you know, it can be, if you're very, very careful with it, there is a good chance that you can give it, get a satisfactory result. But unfortunately, because of the nature of the material, it tends to get bumpy and you have to be extremely precise. The margin for error with that is very, very small. In the lips, because I actually love it for the nose to the lips with your navial lines. Yeah, it's fabulous, and it lasts so much longer than the other fillers. It's amazing for yeah. there. And it's wonderful for a non-surgical facelift, because as we get older, things kind of droop and deflate. Um, even when we're in our 30s, people start to get little folds and hollows in certain areas, mm-hmm. and instead of having to do any kind of aggressive surgery, radius will last you a year, year and a half. You volumize those areas, and you add that structure back, and it can really make you look like you lose 10 years without doing much of anything except for going for a quick 10-minute injection treatment. And that's a perfect example, ladies, or men, that's a little bit more expensive of a filler. But if you use that, you're gonna, it's going to last a lot longer and you're going to be pretty happy. But you have to listen to the doctors and find out where you can and cannot use it. You know, even good doctors don't really do their homework and have injected it into lips. And it's been really, I've heard really horror stories about it. Yeah, there can be problems with any filler, especially when not injected the proper way. And it's interesting. I see so many men these days. It's, it's, it's not just for ladies. No, no, it's not just for yeah, ladies. And, I, we and, see a lot of men too. Yeah, and a lot of you know when I, you know, a lot of uh, very successful young people, um, you know, who are you know stockbrokers, financial bankers, you know, people who have amazing success, you know, they're doing they're embracing these treatments at a very young age because we also have to get little lines, little wrinkles, folds, and grooves, um, and it's just part of leading a you know a very healthy, successful life to maintain your skin, and you can do that with just very minimal five minute treatments. Yeah, and you can look so rested with Botox. I know a lot of men uh, that do Botox. They love it. Uh, yeah, I 
I do it. <laughs> that's great. See, that's good to admit. It. And the funny thing is, my ex boyfriend, who is a bodybuilder, goes into my husband and gets injected <laughs> for his face. Like they really care. So you just have to care about your appearance. That's yeah. great. Yeah, and a lot of it's prophylactic too. That's one thing that's really nice about those treatments like Botox is that if you start doing it at a young age, it'll actually decrease how quickly your skin lines, and it'll actually decrease aging. You may even obviate the need for some surgeries as you get older. I, but, I believe that. I oh, it's absolutely true, and it's pro. It, and everything in life, if you can do something to be proactive, why would you want to be reactive and have to do something more aggressive at a later time? It's like the hem of your dress. Don't wait till the whole hem falls out. Just yeah. do it a little <laughs> bit at a time. It's a lot easier for the doctor anyways, and a lot easier on you. You don't want to have to go and get the whole shebang done, so just do a little bit at a time. And that's also a great way to introduce yourself to some procedures that, are, that maintain your beauty. Yeah, and also, you know, it's it's a natural way to maintain beauty. Uh, often when people wait a little bit too long and they get too much aggressive surgery done at one time, that's what makes people look irregular and unusual. Um, you know, taking a graduated approach as things come your way always makes you look much more rested and natural. And at the end of the day, the people that I've seen in their 80s and 90s who look the most beautiful and young are people who started in their 40s and slowly and progressively worked up to different treatments like eyelid lifts. And they've had a couple of facelifts. And they didn't have them when everything was tripped. They were tripping over their neck. They had them done slowly every 10 years and they maintained what they already had. Uh, I think that's the key to success in looking naturally good. I do too, and I think that's really the key to my show is is I really want everybody to be naturally beautiful on the inside and the outside. So let's talk about lasers too around your lips. What can you do for those lines around your lips that ladies get? Like, Hopefully nobody smokes anymore, but smokers' lines and those kinds of lines around your lips. Well, there's so many great treatments that are available now because there's been an explosion in laser therapy. Uh, obviously, you can always do something extremely quick and easy, which are those fillers. Um, fillers are fabulous to fill in those little lines around the lips, so you don't necessarily need to go to a more aggressive laser treatment. Um, you can do something like when you're getting your, your folds done or your lips done, ask the doctor to put a little bit of the filler into those lines. It doesn't take very much because those lines tend to be very fine or very hairline-like. But, uh, but in terms of lasers... There's been a revolution, and quite honestly, the lasers that are available to us today are so much safer and have such minimal downtime compared to what's been used in the past. Um, people sometimes get light chemical peels. They get microdermabrasions. These are ways of resurfacing the skin that, although they make the skin feel smoother, they don't really get rid of wrinkles. So you just need to keep that in mind. You can do 30 microdermabrasions, but at the end of the day, if you have a pretty deep wrinkle around your lips, it's not going to go. So it's a way to save money. Yeah. It's a way to save money. Sometimes they're oversold. But the two major treatments that are out there right now that I think that people should be aware of are something called, there's a treatment, laser treatment called Fraxel. I love Fraxel. I'm a, I'm a yeah. Fraxel addict. Yeah, I know, and so am I. I have to tell you, it's one of the most amazing things you could do for your skin. But it's called Fractional Laser Resurfacing, and there are definitely many companies who do it. Fraxel was the main company who started the whole revolution. Um, I own a Fraxel machine. But there oh, are yay. Many- <laughs> yeah, no. And there are so many other fractional laser companies, but the bottom line is is that these laser treatments are done, and they have to be repeated three or four times, but the reality is is that if you do four treatments, you will wind up with the same result as having one of those bad, nasty laser burns that people used to get that took them a month to recover from. And most people usually get a little bit red and puffy for a day or two after Fraxel, but there's no open wounds or sores or skin sloughing off, uh, which is fabulous. So on a Friday, you get done with work, you get a Fraxel treatment, you, you lay low on Saturday, you can still go out. It just you know looks like you have a bit of a sunburn. Yeah, I have friends that actually can go out the next day, but me, I get really swollen. Yeah, so some like people do. 
You know what I do with patients like that, though? I give them a diuretic the day of. Um, you take some Lasix the day of and the day after, and they don't puff up. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It, Good it, advice. It, Good it, advice for me. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you know, it's fabulous because I, <laughs> I tend to puff up, so when I do it, I do that. But Fraxel is a fabulous thing, and there's another laser that's out now that's called a pearl laser. Uh, it's, a, it's more aggressive because it gets done in one treatment, but unlike the old-style lasers where it took you that two- or three-week phase of healing, these new lasers, this pearl laser is something called a YSGG laser. What it does is it resurfaces the skin at the same time as it cauterizes the skin, so it only takes four to five days to recover from it, and you still get the same results as one of the old-style CO2 lasers. Um, you know, The problem with these treatments are that they're very expensive, and it's not because the doctors are trying to charge so much money. Right. It's, it's that the machinery expensive. is so yeah. expensive. And, you know, it's understandable. It's just like buying the, the, the newest and latest of any technology. The research and development that's put into it by these companies in order not only to create it, but to get it FDA approved, unfortunately, so expensive that they have to charge an exorbitant fee for the, for the, for the machines. And it, unfortunately, it's passed on to the patients. That's the only way that it, they can exist. No, it's true, but I also really think it's worth it. If you're somebody like me who loves the sun, and I'm pretty careful with my sunscreen, but I actually really do go out there and get tan and have fun. And then yeah, 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 like, you got to you got to do something to, to continue to fight some of the damage you're doing. And if yeah. you're doing it so uh, in an unabandoned way, you put your 50 on, you go outside, you try to shield yourself from the sun. But if you're somebody who's an outdoors person, you can put, you can reapply sunblock all day, wear a hat and wear protective clothing. You're still going to get sun exposure. Right. That's reality. So, you know, thankfully we live in a time and an era where all these great new technologic advances are available to us. So, you know, if you can afford them and you have the focus, why not take advantage of them? That's where I see it. And if you can't afford them, then I would actually put a little account aside and try to put a little money aside yes. because like I always so did. many women want them and then do work them. And the other option is is to get a group of your girlfriends and go to your local doctor who's board certified in plastic and reconstructive or dermatology. I mean, please don't go to an OBGYN. But, you know, if you go to the doctor and you say, hey, I have five girlfriends that are going to do this, I think they can actually give you a price break. Yeah, give you a price break or, you know, plan ahead. Get a little coffee can, you know, put a couple bucks in a week. You'd be surprised. Yes, sneak your market money. I mean, ladies, it's worth it. It it is worth it. Yeah, cut your coupons, put $20, $30 a week away. If you can do that, you'd be surprised a year and a half, two years later, you're able afford just about anything you want to do. And then you'll feel great all the time about yourself and look great. And uh, It's all about being confident about your appearance, whether at work or in your personal life. It's wonderful for you to feel great about the way you look. It's so true. And so we have a couple more minutes, and I know this isn't on lips. We, I think we've pretty much covered the lips, unless you have any other last-minute things to yeah. say about that. Yeah, well, there's one, one simple thing, um, and this is something that's very rare. You know, we talk about Angelina Jolie lips, but there is a procedure called a V2Y lip augmentation, which is a very stylized lip, lip augmentation procedure that I do regularly in my practice because I take care of a lot of models and actresses. And this V2Y lip augmentation is a treatment that's permanent. It doesn't require adding filler from your body or any kind of plastic. And what it does is it places incisions on the inside of the lip and rolls the lip out. It makes the lips extremely pouty. It makes them very full on the sides like Angelina Jolie's. Um, and it can be dialed up or down, so it doesn't need to be as big as Angelina, but you can get that general shape and poutiness to your lips. And you don't have to cut underneath your nose to do that? No, you don't. That's called a lip lift. This is called a, it's literally from incisions that are on the inside of the lip by the teeth. Um, it's a very rare procedure. There are probably only a handful of us who do it across the country, probably about, you know, a dozen and a half or so. Um, but it is a wonderful, wonderful treatment, and it's something that you, you can look into because in any region, whether you're in the West and the Northeast or the Midwest, you can 
always find a doctor usually within, you know, you know, a, a one or two state radius that does this operation. Um, it is great because it is permanent and it has a, an incision that's hidden on the inside of your mouth. So as a result, there's no external scars and you can enjoy it for the rest of your life. Uh, what's it called again? It's called a V, meaning the letter V. Uh huh. Two Y means two, the letter Y. It's a, it's a type of flap that plastic surgeons do. V to Y, lip augmentation. Ooh, that sounds really good. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. Um, you know, but you don't get that horrible look, like the duck look or the fake oh. look that some of these people have? Yeah, duck, lip, duck lips are generally done from overfilling, whether it be with injectable fillers, fat, or with with a, with a, with a, a plastic implant. That's It's a generalized rounding of the lips. There's no detailing or curvature or creation of any structure. It's just stuffing it. That's what causes that trout pout, as they call it. <laughs> trout pout. Yeah. Okay, and last, let's talk about how, how do you, I mean, it is pretty darn painful to do your lips. Yeah. What can you do? Well, I, I think that doing, if you're going to do a non-surgical treatment like a lip injection, the most important thing to do is to see a doctor who can do what's called a block. Um, no matter how many topical creams you apply to the lips, it is one of the most uncomfortable experiences that any person will experience because the lips have so many nerve endings. So what a nerve block is, it's similar to going to the dentist. You know, you go to the dentist, the dentist doesn't drill in your teeth until he numbs things. There's a way to inject a nerve that goes to your lips, which is just one shot. Um, and with that one shot, the entire lip goes numb. And what's great about that is, is that when you do lip augmentation, you don't just stick the needle in once. If you do it correctly, you probably stick the needle in 20 times because you want to inject little sections of the lip here and there to help create curvature, balance, and symmetry without just filling the lip with all the material. Once it's numb, you don't feel it. And because the lip is so sensitive, if you give a shot in the cheek, the lip goes numb, um, and then you don't feel anything. Uh, I have so many patients who have had their lip augmentations done elsewhere uh, for years, and then they come to me, I give them this one little shot, and then they literally don't feel any of the pain or the anguish of getting a lip augmentation procedure. So ask your doctor to do a nerve block. He'll know a nerve it. block instead of tequila, because I swear yeah. it's so bad. Yeah, 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 tequila and a rag. Bite on this. <laughs> exactly. A lime, tequila, and a drug. <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's so worth it because I want to have pretty lips, but it does hurt. So a nerve block is great advice. And I think we're running out of time now. And, and Dr. Andrew Giacono from Manhattan, um, you are the lip expert. So I'm pretty sure you're going to be getting a lot of calls of people wanting to fly there and have you do their lips. We'll definitely have you back because I have more to ask you. We are running out of time. Okay, if you'd like a copy of today's transcripts, please go to personallifemedia.com. And we're going to link up Dr. Giacono's website with our website, personallifemedia.com. If you have any questions or ideas for a future show, please email me at teri at personallifemedia.com. Thanks for listening today. I saw you shopping at the North Star Mall. Hardly recognize you at all. It was until I heard you say hello I realized you were a girl I know You look completely different Than you did in 91 A total transformation Come on, admit it You had a little work done Had a little work done Holy cow It don't matter Wow, look at you now How'd you like to get together for some fun? Like it since you had a little work done.
school we were drunk and with kids And I pretended that you didn't exist You were a cute thing but you couldn't be The trophy girl I wanted hanging with me You've gone from plain white bread To a honey bun I think I'd like to have a taste now you're delicious since you had a little work done Had a little work done, holy smoke I noticed you, a damn near joke I think that we should get together for some fun I think I want you now, you had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Had a little work done All around the town In your red convertible With the top down I heard the beauty is only skin deep They call me shallow Cause you're looking mighty sweet I never fantasized before That you would be the one But now you're in my night and day dream You're sure amazing since you had a little work done Had a little work done Holy cow It don't matter Wow, look at you now How'd you like to get some fun. I kind of like you since you had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done. Had a little work done. Had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done. Had a little work done. Had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done. Had a little work done. Had a little work done. Had a little, had a little work done. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.